Leviticus 17 and 11. God bless you today. You've already been blessed. God been able to get you up this morning and move around. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Leviticus 17 and 11. Hope you're there. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. We're going to share this morning the power of the blood. The blood has tremendous power. It has power to heal your soul. It has power to heal your body. He has the power to heal your spirit. The blood of Jesus is so pure. The prophet said the life is in the flesh. The life that is in the flesh is the blood. It is the blood. We have something so great that the angels, the scripture said, would like to have the Holy Ghost. Not only that, they would like to be able to look into this that is so powerful of the flames of God. I read an article of the day a guy wrote many, many years ago. He said, the Lord has been waiting for 2,000 years for the church to receive what he really has for them. I want us to know this morning that God has so much more for us than what we have enjoyed or experienced. We have not touched what he really has for us and the things he has for our lives. So the angels would love this. The blood that maketh an atonement for our souls is the blood of Jesus. If your sins is white as snow, I mean, it's red like crimson, he make your sins as white as snow. God does not rehabilitate us. He does not re... And I don't know the word to use, but I know he makes you a new creature. Will God reform me? He didn't reform you. You got to be new. New and fresh he makes us. New creatures in Christ that he makes us. And he puts his blood inside of us. We get to that here in a minute. The blood and what he does. He said in Hebrews 9.22, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. A person can't have no remission of sin until the blood was shed and then he infuses it in our spirit. He was tempted in all points like and we are, but without sin. So his blood is in us. The spirit of God is in us. Jesus said, repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in my name, beginning at Jerusalem. It's important to preach repentance and it's important for people to repent. To have to repent. And remission of sin. 
He takes away, Brother James, your sins. He takes them away. Like the scapegoat was turned into the wilderness to never return, his sin was taken away. When David sinned with Bathsheba, he was supposed to be stoned to death. To commit adultery, they stoned him to death. That's why they brought the woman who committed adultery to bring to Jesus to get his authority to stone her to death. But Jesus has brought a new revelation to mankind. A new life. And he told David, said, you shall not die. David thought, surely I'm going to die of what I've done. But God said, you shall not die of the sins what you committed. But only because he said, I have put away your sins. I have taken away your sins, for you shall not die. I have made you a new creature in Christ. So David, he took away your sin the day you became a Christian. And David prayed and said, Lord, don't remember my sins as a youth. When you become a Christian, everything you've done from their past is forgotten. It's washed out. It no longer exists. There was a lady that testified one time. She took some money out of the offering plate. Her family was in desperate need. She was a widow. Every 20, for 20 years, she got out every day and asked forgiveness. And one day she asked this preacher to pray for her, and he did. And the next day she got out again and asked forgiveness for taking the money. And she heard a voice speaking to her soul very strong. What sins are you talking about? She'd been done in repentance. No, no repentance. She'd done penance. She didn't realize know that Jesus forgave her of her sin the first moment she asked for forgiveness. The sins that we have committed is in the sea of forgetfulness. Now we're going to talk about the blood that Jesus infused and transformed in us. He put something new inside of us when we was born again. He's accuser of the brethren day and night. He is light. Some people don't know that. They don't know the devil is light. You say, well, I didn't know that. Yes, he did, because he transforms himself into light. And he'll make you feel so guilty because he's light. He accuses you day and night. Dodie Osteen asked John one morning, said, why is it I can go to bed feeling so good and get up the next morning feeling so bad? Here's why. The devil's accuser of the brother in day and night. Your subconscious mind, your spiritual man never sleeps. It never rests. When you lay down, it doesn't rest. Your flesh rests, but your spiritual man never rests. He's created in the image and the likeness of God, and God does not slumber nor does he sleep. And so the devil, they, they learned this in World War II, what they call sleep learning tape, and it still works today. You can have a tape to play it all night long, speaking scriptures to you, and you'll fall in a deep sleep, and you, you'll be amazed what you remember the next morning. You'll be amazed at what you remember. So the devil accuses you while you are sleeping. That's why you feel so bad. But I want you to know he's accuser of the brethren day and night. He's a liar and the father of all lies. When you become a Christian, you have no more sin. 
He's a liar. He makes you feel bad. He accuses you some things that's not even inside you. Don't believe in the first John said there's two things some things that agree in the in earth that's the word and that's the blood. In Revelation 12 said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb which is inside them and by the spoken word of God coming out of their mouth. So when the devil accuses you and if you awake, what you need to do, said Satan, I resist you in the name of the Lord. Submit yourself to God and he will flee from you. He cannot stand the blood coming from the word of God. He'll not attack you. And that's what it means when you put the blood on the doorpost. He wasn't talking about in the natural putting the blood on the doorpost today. He's talking about putting the blood inside of your life. Applied to you when you become a Christian. When I see the blood, I tell you the devil knows the power of the blood. We ought to know and realize the power of the blood. It gives you life. The blood inside of us in the natural gives us life. We have life because of what Jesus did. How many are glad your sins were taken away? The day you became a Christian, you didn't have no more sin. It's been taken away. Dr. William Harvey, back in the 1700s, they had done vast study on the circulation of the blood in the body. The blood washes our sins as well as heals all disease. When we learn that the blood of Jesus and what the power of it is and what it's doing in our lives, our lives will be revolutionized when you know that the blood is in there. The life is in the blood. They say this mysterious fluid circulates around the entire body approximately every 23 seconds. It's flowing through your body. It's flowing through your body and every tissue every part of your body that can't move the blood is flowing through there oh hallelujah I don't know where you see this and I'm telling you when Jesus comes into your life he brings something in there and every time the devil accuses you the blood starts washing your life every cell in your body and every atom in your body which is beings is full of light and that light attacks that evil spirit that tries to come back into your life. We try so hard to live for God. But I tell you, it's not in man to live for God. It's in the spirit and the power of God in a man that makes him able to live for God. A lot of Christians are struggling with a lot of things. We need to stop struggling and let the blood flow in our lives. This blood flows, it says, throughout this body. It's constantly consistent flowing through the body. They say it's a mystery, something which happened. And also the blood of Jesus in our lives. In a human being, there are many different kinds of tissue. He said we define them as muscles, nerves, fat, gland, bone. All these tissues have one thing in common. They are fixed. They do not move. But every 23 seconds, the blood is flowing through every one of those tissues. It does not miss one of them. It's just flowing through every one of them. 
You know something else the blood does? It helps take away the waste out of your body. How many of you know what the Spirit of God does in your life? It takes away the sin. When the devil tempts you and tries to get you to do something wrong, the Spirit of God in your helps take away that thing. Every sail in your spirit attacks that evil spirit of darkness. Hallelujah. The life is in the blood. That's where we have our life, in the blood. The average male, uh, average adult has 10 pints of blood. 7% of your body is blood. And the Bible said the life is in the blood. The, Bible, the blood is the fluid that mobiles, it moves through you constantly. How I many you know when you're full of the Spirit of God, the Spirit is constantly flowing through your spirit. It senses things when it's not right. It attacks that evil that's tried to come into your life. It's like a shield and a shelter when it's in your life, when the Spirit of God. Too many Christians today today are focused on what's wrong. And all you have to do is listen to them talk. They talk mostly what's wrong and what this is wrong and that's wrong. But we need to focus on the one that has given us life and gives us life and eternal life. You keep your eyes. And some people say, well, I just don't have no peace. Get your eyes on Jesus. Isaiah said he keeps you in perfect peace if you keep your eyes on Jesus. You will not be disturbed with all this stuff that's happened because the blood of Jesus is in your life giving you life. He takes away the things that's not right. Blood transfusion. I remember maybe 60 years ago, I'm probably figure out a little bit how old I am, but I've laid on a place in a hospital and they take blood out of this arm and run a tube over and put it in another person and give them a transform. They do that still today. But my blood didn't help them. When our sister had leukemia, I'd go to Dallas two and three times a week and lay on the bed for, I don't know, several hours, and they'd take a platelet out of my body and give it to her. It didn't help her none. But I want you to know that something can help you, something can purify your blood, that nothing else in this world will, nothing can take away your sins but the blood of Jesus. There's nothing to wash your sins and make you white is the blood of Jesus. I want to encourage us not to trust in man, but trust in God. When you put your trust in God, he's the one that can take away all the sins of your life and give you a blood transfusion that'll change your life forever. Whom the Lord makes free is free indeed. I was up here praying this morning, walking back and forth, and sat down over there, and Brother Peter's come in, but the Lord impressed on me, said, I want you to know that the government is on my shoulders. The government is not on the shoulders of the White House. The government's not on the shoulders of any world organization. The government is on the shoulders of God. And when we put our trust and our confidence in God, they're in God's hand like water is in a channel. He can change their life. He can change the direction of everything in a split second and a moment. That's when you're born again. You've been changed. You've been newborn. You don't need a sign on your car and say, I'm a Christian. Every world going to tell that you've been chained by the blood of Jesus. It's taken away the sins that was in your life. Amen. Praise God. Used to be a song, a guy got saved. He was in, well, he was a pretty bad guy the way he, the way he talked in the song. And uh, the song goes, tells his children, said, don't hide behind the door no more. This new daddy coming through that door. The old daddy not coming through the door no more. Christ gives new life. New life. 
He gives peace. He gives harmony. He's of God that does the things that we need to know. Notice the power by which we're cleansed. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. Leviticus again. The life is in the blood. The blood has to circulate through this natural body and feed every parts of this body for it to live. The Spirit of God has to flow through our spiritual life constantly, consistently, keeping us alive. When the devil attacks, the blood attacks the devil, which is the Spirit of God in our life. Deuteronomy 12, 23 said the blood is the life. Is the life. The blood is the life. The blood of Jesus, life, is in, in us. It's infused in us. When Christ comes into us. So don't listen to the devil next time he starts accusing you. How many of the devil tells you the things sometimes that you know you hadn't done? He makes accusations. So don't listen to him. Now listen to this scripture. 1 John 1 and 7. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses, cleanses, C-L-E-A-S-E-T-H, us. It cleanses us. The Apostle John, beloved, used present tense. Now when you get born again, you get cleansed. You made as white as snow. John did not say he cleansed you. He did not say he has cleansed you. He said the blood is continuously cleansing you. Look it up. It, it's continued. You was once cleansed, but now when Jesus comes into your life, he's constantly cleansing you of your sins. Constantly. He's on alert. While you're sleeping, he's on alert. While you're working, Sister Linda, he's on alert. He watches over you day and night. Praise God. He's not on vacation, Sister Rhonda. Elijah said to the prophet, said, your God must be on vacation. Why don't you cry louder? And they cut themselves. But your God is not on vacation. And neither does he slumber nor does he sleep. He's constantly, constantly cleansing you. Constantly cleansing you. Keeping you clean. Keeping you pure. Because you're his child. It is continually in the process. Blood in this body makes a complete circle every 23 seconds. It covers every tissue in this body from the top of the head to the tip of your finger to the bottom of your feet. That, that, that's pretty fast, isn't it? It's cleansing this body. It helps the waste leave this body to keep this body clean. If he don't get rid of the waste, you, you go septic. You know, you, Diane knows about that. She, they prayed for a lady in the hospital. Looked like there's no hope for her because they said her body had gone septic. But the presence of God came in that place and healed that woman. She got up and walked out of there. The blood of Jesus is constantly cleansing our spirit. He keeps us. He not only made us alive, he's keeping us alive.
the blood of Jesus and what it does for us. He cleanses us from all of our sins. We have no sin stain. If the blood of Jesus can cleanse the worst of all sinners, which the Apostle Paul said, I'm the chiefest of all sinners, it changed him. How many believe it can change anybody? He can take away your sins and you'll never remember them again. Corten Moon said, why would you remember your past? Why would you talk about your past and your hurt and your pain? When God has put it away and put up a sign, no fishing, why would you go fishing? Why would you even think about it when he has put it away? What did he tell the woman committed an act of adultery? And they wanted him to consent to stoning her. He asked her, said, where are your accusers? She says, I have none. He said, neither do I. He didn't come to accuse. He didn't come to find fault. He come to set the captive free. And the way he sets us free, he gets inside of us. and He lives inside of us constantly and consistently. He's the giver of dreams. In the World War II, a man went to sleep one night and had a dream. And they was having trouble with the landing gears and the tires on the planes. And God gave him a dream. He went and told him how to fix it. Made him a fortune. Never underestimate the power of God when you're in a war. God is still inside you. Working you peace. Did not Jesus say, the peace that I have, I do what? I'm going to do what? I'm going to give it to you. They was on the boat, and the boat was going down and sinking, and they were bailing water. And they said, don't you care that we're going to drown too? He said, oh, thy little faith. He didn't get up and go to bailing water. He said, peace. Peace. He slept through the storm. How I many know that God wants us to have such kind of peace? He can do that through the blood circling through us. You can sleep through the storm when you have the faith in God, the wonderful blood of Jesus. And Paul said, I'm the chiefest of all sinners. If God can cleanse him, he can cleanse anybody. Anybody. Praise God. I didn't know this till later. When I went to the altar, I didn't go down there seeking the Holy Ghost. I knew I was a sinner, and I went down there and repented. And the Holy Ghost just fell on me. I mean, it just, and this guy told me later, said, when you walked by me, I thought to myself, why is he going down there? He's too mean. I want you to know the blood of Jesus can cleanse you. I don't care how bad it is. You know, one thing that embarrasses God, and, you know, us Christians, we don't believe in saying ugly words and things like that. But when we let a word come out of our mouth, said, well, it looks hopeless, that offends God. I want you to know nothing is hopeless with God. All things are possible with God. If it looks impossible, get it out of your mind and say, it's possible. All is what? All is what? Well, all is well, the woman went and said, all is well, the kingdom of God. We never get anything from God until we press in. Jacob, before he went to Pernell, he saw angels and the heavenly host. He said, surely the heavenly host is with him. This is not when he first left home. This is again when he's on his way back home. 
and he wrestled with the angel all night long. He told the angel, said, bless me, I am not going to let you go. And the angel said, it's getting daylight. I got to go. I got to go. He said, I'm not going to bless you. I'm not going to let you go until you what? I want you to watch this. And God crippled him. Touched his thigh. Crippled him. He was a cripple. Took a thigh means taking away your physical, fleshly strength. He took it away. Do you think that was the blessing he was looking for to be crippled the rest of his life? You read at the end of his life, he was still walking on a cane. You find in the last chapter of Genesis, he's still walking on a cane. He's still a cripple. But then God done something else. How many of you know that God will do more for you than what you can ever think or imagine? When you ask, I tell you, you, you can't imagine what he's going to do. He was a cripple the rest of his life, but God said from now on, you're not going to be Jacob deceiver anymore. You're going to be Israel, a prince with God. That's what God does when the blood gets inside of you. He takes away the old man where you don't trust in the old man no more. You trust in God. You become a king and a prince with God. Nothing like the blood of Jesus. That's where the life is. It's in the blood of Jesus. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Isaiah 1 and 18, Ezekiel 36 and 25, Hebrews 9, 13 and 14. The Bible said to let two or three agree, let it be done. So there's some wonderful things in store for the church of the body of Christ. Wonderful thing. Don't let the devil accuse you because there's nothing inside you to be accused of. If you've done wrong, I guarantee the first thing you'll know, the Spirit will quench it to your heart. How many has ever said something you wished you hadn't said it? That's called the Spirit. He's in there watching over you day and night. He's making sure don't no harm come to you. I remember Brother Drew Joyner. I just got into church, and, and uh, he preached on angels one night. And uh, he said, why would you worry and frust over your children at night when they go out? Why will you worry? Why do you stay up at night and worry over them going out? God has already signed them an angel to take care of them. And here you are worrying, frustrated, and aggravated not what's going to happen. But the angel of the Lord is watching over them. And then he said, if you was with them, you couldn't protect them anyhow. But God can. I mean, God can protect when nothing else in this world can protect. The blood of Jesus protects us day and night. Day and night, he protects us. Protects us. Satan sows accusation and accusing us things. The blood of Jesus is moving through us, through our spirit, constant and consistent. 1 John 5 and 8 and 3 tells us about in earth, the spirit and the word and the blood and the water agree. So you got two agreements there working for you. So remember the blood is, this natural life, the blood is flowing through every tissue of the body, every joint of the body, even though it's not moving, the blood is carrying something to it, keeping it pure, keeping life inside of it. The blood speaks. 
The Bible said the blood are sprinkled speaks better things and that are able. Jesus' blood speaks better things than what Abel's blood spoke. Abel's blood spoke when God told Cain, said, your brother's voice is crying, crying to me from the ground. He said, he's crying retribution. But Jesus' blood speaks better things. If you're a Christian, the blood is flowing through your veins and is speaking better things for your life. Look for better things. Expect better things. What is he speaking? Mercy triumphs over judgment, James 2.13. The blood speaks mercy. What's going to be new in the morning? In Psalms, what does it say about mercy? It's new and fresh every day. Mercy. Mercy. Not only that, it speaks reconciliation. And I guess most of all, it speaks forgiveness. How many are glad the Lord forgave you one day? How many? He's constantly. He speaks mercy. The blood of Jesus speaks mercy. It speaks forgiveness. It's constantly speaking to us. Because the life is were in the blood. Making retribution for us. He's already done it. He's not fixing to cleanse you. He's doing it constantly. Some people say, well, God's getting ready. He's already ready. In the flash of a second, he's ready. So he's cleansing you. And he does not slumber and nor does he sleep. He ever liveth to make intercession prayer for us. So you remember anything, remember this today, the blood of Jesus is inside of you. It's cleansing you. Help and take away the waste in your life, in your physical life, even in your spiritual life. He's alive and alive forevermore. He lives forever. Book of Acts, they were talking about how great David was, the great king. He was. The prophet said he was a great and mighty king, but said, I can go you show you where his grave is today. Now, you may spend a lot of money and go to Israel and see where Jesus used to be, but he's not there. Oh, how many glad he's not there? David is still in the grave, and David's going to stay in that grave. He's not coming out until the resurrection. But Jesus come out in three days and set the captives free. He gives freely. I mean, he, he just... In the, in the Sunday school lesson this morning in the Scripture, God is not fixing to pour out anything. He opens the floodgates and floods out. Elijah said, you better get out off of this mountain. I hear abundance of rain. You don't let this rain stop you because it's going to be such an outpouring, a flood of rain. If you don't get down, it's going to stop you. And the Bible said in Noah's time, it's going to be like it when Jesus comes back. The floodgates of heaven were opened and the floods came from heaven. 
we're going to have a mighty revival before Jesus comes back. The floodgates from heaven is going to be open. There's going to be such a flood of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I hear, when I talk to this, some people said, I don't know about that. Well, doubters and unbelievers, but still, God is true. He's true to his word. His blood cleanses. If we're going to sing a song before we go home, there is power, power in the blood. Oh, the power that keeps us day and night. Day and night it keeps us. We cannot keep ourselves. I remember something Rhonda Mollum said one time. I think Brother Don had gone fishing, but anyhow, he'd gone somewhere. And uh, he come home, he asked, her, said, would you worry about me? She said, no, big boy. I know someone bigger than you was looking after you and watching over you. How many of you there's somebody bigger than you and bigger than all the universe and bigger than all the armies of the world is looking after you? Praise God. God bless you, they sang. There's power, power in the blood. And that holy blood is inside you, keeping you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.